Welcome to my podcast. This is your host, Ray Lloyd, and this is All The Things. I am here today with Corey Baker. He is the author of Chasing Better, a fellow health coach, and interestingly enough, a competitive bowler. Corey, why don't you say hi? What's going on? I don't know about competitive. Like I'm a guy that has some semblance of an idea of what I'm doing, but uh, I don't know how competitive I am yet, but that's something I definitely want to improve on. And I have some steps in progress to help me to continue to get better at that. But uh, yeah, it's great to see you. I've been following your podcast and to be able to be a guest is a really great honor. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for coming on today. Today, we're going to hit several topics that I believe all stem from the idea of people looking at price tags and people looking at costs versus worth of things in their lives. So let's start with the question of why do people feel like life is so expensive? And I do want to clarify that I'm not just referring simply to how much money someone makes, because the truth is, I believe that if prices are an issue, instead of trying to cut back and save, simply try to make more money. So I'll repeat, why is it that there is a feeling that life is so expensive? I think a lot of it stems from just the concept of scarcity. I think the vast majority of people have a scarcity mindset, which essentially means that there's not enough to go around. Or it, it could mean that, and this is why we find a lot of people getting jealous of others or comparing ourselves to other success because we feel that someone else accomplishing something threatens the possibility that I could. In other words, there's, you know, life is one big piece of pie. And if someone else gets a certain size piece, it means it's less likely for me to get a piece. So for that reason, there's just this element of uh, scarcity that people have. I feel like this is definitely an area that I've grown a lot. And to be honest, I've, you know, there's been a couple of books that I've read that have really transformed the way that I think about money. And the most important one is a book by Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That book just you know, meant a lot to me. And he talked in that book about how he had a rich dad and a poor dad. The poor dad was his for real dad. The the rich dad was his best friend's dad. And they just taught him differing philosophies about money. Um, and the funny thing is, is that the real dad uh, had a government job, uh, was a was, made, made good money, worked for a university. Um, and yeah, just was always viewing life through scarcity. And I, and I would say I grew up with that. Like I have a great relationship with my parents and we talk often and, you know, I, I won't be the first one to say that I don't know if I fully understand and appreciate all that my parents went through to allow me to live the life that I've lived. Uh, we did not have a lot of money. Uh, we were probably at the bottom end of middle class. Uh, I remember growing up working full time since I was 12 years old at a bowling alley or in cornfields or wherever. I, I, I've been paying for my own school lunches since I was 12 years old. Um, I look back on that and I'm grateful because I feel like that taught me a lot about work ethic and that if there's something I want, I can have it if I worked hard enough to get it. But I think because of that, you know, life has been challenging for my parents and there's an element of 
you know, everything's expensive and, and no matter what it is, like, I, I think I was, a, you know, and again, this is not, my dad is a, is a phenomenal man. And we've talked a lot, but you know, he's helped me a lot and I respect him a, a, immensely, but you know, we're, we're at Disney world walking around and he's going to get some food. And he's like, I don't want to get food because it's too expensive. Well, that piece of pizza you want to get $10. So I think really at the end of the day, the only question that we should be asking is not how much does something cost, but rather how much do I value this? And I think people tend to spend money on what they value. So for one person, for them spending $300 on a concert ticket isn't expensive, but spending $300 on better food to be healthier is expensive. So it's the same $300. It's about value. It's the $300 isn't expensive because if somebody told you you could get a brand new car for $300, suddenly that $300 is no longer expensive. It's about value and perceived value. And kind of what I've determined is that for the vast majority of people, the reason they sometimes balk at investing in themselves is because they don't think they are worth the investment. And if you don't think that you are worth the investment, then everything is going to seem expensive to you. It's not about how much something costs. It's about the value that you're placing on it. And do you value yourself very highly? Most people don't. And I think that's one of the reasons why people tend to approach life and price tags with a scarcity mindset uh, because they're worried about what they could lose instead of worrying what they could gain or what they're chasing. Wow, that's excellent. And it made me think of what the word worth means. It's literally just simply what dollar amount something has, right? Say it's worth $100. That's all it is. The value, however, is so much more than that. It's how it's going to change or affect your whole life. And I find that people who balk at the price of something, it's really because they are either scared of change and or they don't see the value of it. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's just what we're all programmed to. It's like, you know, we, we are all people that have been programmed to think a certain way. Um, and it's something we're taught from a very early age. Um, and that is definitely something that can be reprogrammed. And I know that to be true because I've been reprogrammed. So reprogramming is certainly um, is certainly possible. But no, I think that's absolutely uh, the case. And it's just like when, when you go out to eat, you know, most of us, don't look at the food first. We look at the price and we make our determination by how much something costs versus if it's something that we want. So we let the price tag uh, dictate what we want. We let the price tag dictate what we eat, where we live, what we drive, everything, right? So I guess my question that I have for a lot of people is, is your life dictated by price tag, or is it dictated by value and what you want? Um, because the ad, the aspect is money, you can always get more of it. And I'll tell you this, the way to earn money is the same for every person. Same. And that is you solve money, you, you earn money by solving problems, right? If you solve enough problems, don't you think about almost now, I, I'm sure there's somebody that could be out there that listens to this that tries to prove me wrong with one stupid example. 
but the vast majority of people earn money because of solving problems. Police officers earn money because they solve problems. The problem is crime and people breaking the law. That's why they have a job. Doctors earn money because they solve problems. People are sick, they help them be healthy. Attorneys help or make money because they solve problems. Every person makes money. Gross, gas station clerks make money because they solve problems. I ran out of gas. I need gas. I will give you money so that you can solve my problem. So any person that is looking at their income, and I want to come back to one thing you said at the beginning, which is true, and there's differing views on that. There's this guy named Dave Ramsey. Not going to throw shade on him. Great guy. Helped a lot of people get out of debt. But I think he would tell you that the biggest problem with people is, is that they have too much debt. If you get out of debt, then that solves all your problems. Another guy that I follow, Grant Cardone, which again, I don't buy into everything he teaches either, but his issue is you don't make enough money. And I tend to fall in line with that. Your issue is not that you owe too much. Your issue is that you don't make enough. Now, at the end of the day, yes, people need to be disciplined to not spend more than they make. But, you know, kind of a, I, I had a conversation with someone a few months ago and we were talking and he was like, yeah, life's pretty good. And I was like, uh, we were, um, he was talking about the job he had and, uh, he was a guy that probably made six figures, ran his own business, uh, had a nice life, drove a nice car, lived in a nice house and yet they had no money. And we were driving in Miami and we were driving by a guy that was standing outside holding a sign that said, we'll work for food. And I said, you know, what was a breakthrough moment for me when I realized that I am just as broke as that guy. If that guy doesn't go out and hold a sign saying we'll work for food, he's not eating today. Okay. And if you don't put your boots on and go to work, you're not going to eat today. Now you might be broke at a higher level. You're not sleeping on the street and you're probably eating better food and you have air conditioning. But at the end of the day, if you spend everything you make, you are broke. You're broke. And if you're broke, then it's, it's, it's so much more difficult to bust out of this because your life is viewed in this periscope of scarcity because you're trying to balance everything and it just doesn't always work out. So I think that's a big issue for uh, a lot of people. And the good news is the vast majority of people's issue for their financial life is earning more income and you can earn more income. Everybody can. Yes, they absolutely can. And you know, I saw an interesting article that said if someone can't manage a thousand dollars, then they can't manage a million dollars. Now I do want to pause and make it clear to the people listening that we understand that sometimes life can get tough and we actually understand because we've been there, you know, how would you address that? I think there's, there's, there's a couple words that I just always encourage people to never say, and that is this, and that's, this would be in response to a person that is listening to this. Cause I guarantee you during my answer to your last question, there was people that looked at that or listened to it and said these words, and I'm telling you, if you've ever said these words or you catch yourself saying them, just stop where you start. Here's the words. That's easy for you to say. Like saying that does you no good at all. 
no good. You're putting yourself in a space of victim. And first of all, nobody knows that's easy for me to say because you don't know what I've been through. Nobody knows what my life was like. Nobody knows about our house that we bought in 2008 for $220,000 that short sold a year later for $52,000, right? So I don't want to hear from people that say, I don't understand, you don't understand what I'm going through. You're dang right. I understand what you're going through because I've been there. And, and for you to be able to look at someone and say, that's easy for you to say, you can't say that because you don't know. And you, you're essentially saying when you say that, you are basically telling yourself, I can't fix my situation. I am stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And I, there's nothing that I can do. And, and all of a sudden, when that happens, you start spending a lot of your energy focusing on how crappy your life is instead of using that energy to be creative about how to get out of the situation. You know, we talked about the whole idea of any invention that has ever been invented is invented because it solves people's problems, right? Every, every single one, it's about solving people's problems. And when they do it, they make a lot of money. Uh, that's how, you know, that's how, uh, any, anyone makes their money. You know, I was blanking at the freaking name of the Amazon guy, but you know, he, uh, Jeff Bezos, right? Jeff Bezos, these guys, I mean, people don't want to shop, go out to the store. So I'll just create something called Amazon so I could buy, send everything to their house. He's solving problems. You can't solve problems. And this is another, this is a, this is a crazy thing, right? So the way to make money is to solve problems for other people. Here's the problem. If all you do is focus on your problems, you're never going to make any money because you're not solving anybody else's problems. You're focusing and worrying about yours. So it's about learning how to get outside yourself and being like, okay, who can I go help? Who can I go and impact? Who can I go and solve problems for? And we spend an inordinate amount of time. I don't even know if that's a word, but I think it sounded right. So I'm just going to go with it. We spent, we spent way too much time thinking about what's not going well and budgeting and worrying and fighting and stress when that time should be used towards being creative, towards adding value, towards being consistent, and towards, you know, changing your stars. Okay, so obviously if someone wants to change, then there's going to need to be a mindset shift for them to go from the person that they are today to being someone who will take the chance and will invest in their health or will hire that person or will make that you know change in their business, whatever it is, that change will require a change in mindset. So how would you suggest someone go from being who they are now to being someone who can change their stars? Yeah, I think that's even the premise of the book that I that I wrote called Chasing Better, which is you know, you're not going to change overnight. You know, I mean, you, all of us are programmed to think a certain way. You know, however old you are, you have been programmed to think a certain way for that many years. So to, to change that is, um, is, is challenging. But, you know, I think all of us, um, like we all have a baseline body temperature, right? We all have a, a, a temperature that we're comfortable at. And I think most of us emotionally and mentally have that too. Like we, and for a lot of us, our baseline emotion is um, critic, being critical or being skeptical or being negative or worrying. Um, that's our, like most of us, here's, here's what life is, right? This is going to be the most 
discouraging thing ever, but it's true. Life is like walking up an escalator that's moving down. Okay, that's what life is. You have two choices. You can work your butt off to climb a couple stairs, or you can stop moving and let life take you backwards. Or you can learn how to create momentum in your life so that the stairs are actually moving in direction of where you're walking, right? I think there's a lot of people right now that are in one of those very few people in life are walking in the direction of their goals and life is in momentum for them. Most people are just trying to do enough so they don't fall backwards. And a lot of people are just flat out falling backwards. So I think what you do is you make a decision. That's again why I wrote the book just about how do I chase better? And one of the areas I talked about is how, how can I chase better in finances? How can I move this forward? How can I move my health forward? If I, if I feel so far away, if I'm making 30 grand right now, the mortgage and two car payments and, and kids at home, and it just doesn't feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, there has never been a time in the history of the world that side hustle has been easier than it is today. Never. You don't have to go push in carts at Walmart to make extra money. You don't have to be a painter on the side to earn extra money. And there's a lot of people that do that and kudos to them. But there are so many things that you can do to move the needle forward. So many things. But that it will not happen unless you move it forward. There is no bailout coming for anybody. No bailout coming. If you want out of the prison that you feel like you're in, get yourself out because the key's in your pocket. Wow. Well, thank you, Corey. That added a lot of value to me, as I'm sure it's going to add a lot of value to others. And we appreciate your time. We appreciate your insight. And uh, we can't wait to have others, you know, hear it and share it and leave us their feedback and, you know, really hope that this was taken the way that we intended and allows people to find some breakthrough in their lives and, maybe some answers to some questions or maybe allow them to, you know, kick fear in the face and move on with achieving the change in the stars that they're looking for. So thank you, Corey, again, and hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening. I hope that you loved today's episode. Please do the following things. Share this all over your social media. Subscribe to my podcast and leave me a five-star rating. Till next time.